This episode of The Break Room Boys is brought to you by Sancho's Road Tacos. Nothing beats a good street taco, right? Wrong. Street tacos are boring, tiny, and unoriginal, typically only offering protein options like chicken and beef. Sancho's puts the road in road tacos, literally. All of their tacos are made with locally sourced organic road meat. You'll never have the same old taco twice. Their menu changes daily and features wide varieties of mammals, birds, and even reptiles. They believe all of God's creatures can be tacoed. Don't like what you see on the menu today? Bring your own road meat, and they will fry, smoke, saute, bake, or barbecue it just the way you like. For a limited time, they're offering a free cul-de-sac cocker spaniel taco with your purchase of a turnpike tabby. Just say the Brick Room Boys sent you. Welcome to another episode of the Break Room Boys. I'm Nate with Lucas. And, How we doing? Um, got a lot of sports topics to get to today. Uh, don't really have a, a ton else prepared. We will, of course, have today I fucked up. But uh, other than that, I wanted to talk a bit about some of the things going on in the NFL. Uh, a little baseball update since they still can't figure out what the fuck's going on with that. Um, we'll touch on... College basketball a little bit. Uh, it is it is almost tournament time. We got the conference tournaments going on. Won't get too in detail on that, but uh, I'd be remiss not to talk about that at least a little bit. Um, I was I, I was prepared to give a full breakdown of every Division One team, uh, along with betting forward. picks mm-hmm. and uh, our our in depth analysis. Because if, yeah, if we want to go down that road, uh, if there's anything that people are seeking, it's it's more in depth analysis from people who don't know what they're talking about. That's what I love. Um, to get started, um, Aaron Rodgers is back on the Packers. Uh, that, I, I kind of thought he'd be gone. I, I, I really thought that he would be going to the Broncos or somewhere else, maybe Washington football team, or the Commanders, I'm sorry. Uh, don't want to be disrespectful here. Uh, I did not see a reunion with the Packers coming. Um there have been conflicting reports on how much money he's actually going to make, but it should be um, the figures I saw was a fuck ton, uh, something like four years, two hundred million. Um, yeah, I think I saw one hundred fifty guaranteed. Yeah, um, one hundred fifty three guaranteed. So so he can uh, he shot that down himself though. He but, can uh, he can rest easy. Uh, no more soul searching, shoving butter up his butt, um, doing whatever fucking weird stuff that guy's into. Um, he's gonna. It looks like he's gonna play out his career in Green Bay. Um, you have to think he'll probably make another playoff run or two and and have a chance to win another Super Bowl. Um, I, yeah, I was very surprised. You know, after the McCarthy departure, um, he decided. You know, they obviously sided with him there. The organization gave him another shot. Um, I should say he gave them another shot after they moved on from McCarthy. Uh, you know, didn't get it done this year. And then, yeah, the feeling was, for most people, I think, uh, that he was going to go elsewhere. He was going to bounce. Yeah, I mean, you saw Matt Stafford in his first year with another team win the Super Bowl. Uh, Russell Wilson just just joined Denver, and it looks like they're probably going to be an immediate contender, at least a, play, you know, a playoff team. Um, but, 
Figured Rogers might follow suit, jump ship, and try to try to find somewhere new. But uh, no, he's he's hanging around. To the to the much to the dismay of the, the rest of the NFC North, I'm sure they're really tired of that guy and they're yeah, ready no to see shit, him go. Man. But yeah, I mean, again, I, I wasn't going to be surprised to see him go somewhere else. Uh, he's just had such a public spat with them the entire time, and seems like the last ten years, like pretty much. After their Super Bowl, seems like it's all that relationship has been rocky pretty much ever since then. Well, yeah, he's been wanting he's been wanting wide receivers. He's, he's been wanting talent around him, and instead they go and they draft Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that that's we can pretty much chop chalk that one up as a failed experiment just based on the little bit of action that we've seen him in. Uh, he looks like someone. He looks like a backup like. Uh, I don't. I don't even know. Like Mountain West quarterback. Like the, he just. He doesn't look good anytime he comes in, and so I, I don't blame him for throwing the bag at him. But I just. I don't know what the holdup was all along. I. I'm not sure either. The, the Jordan Love thing was weird. Um, you know the the like kind of freaky talent small school quarterback has become so in vogue now. Like everybody wants to find their next Josh Allen or Carson Wentz. This year it's Malik Willis. This, yeah, Malik this year. Um, I mean D- Daniel Jones. I, I know Duke's not like a you know, Duke's an ACC school, but they're, they're essentially not a, yeah. It's and also yeah, ran right. Um, it's I think everybody's sort of out to find that diamond in the rough now and. Maybe their plan was to like let him sit behind Rodgers like Rodgers did Favre. And though, I mean, if you watch Rodgers at Cal, it looked like he was ready to play right away. I don't think that was a development thing. I think it was just him being behind Favre for the time being. But, um, yeah, either way, who knows what's going to happen there with Jordan Love. He may get a chance somewhere else. Uh, but for now, Doubtful. Aaron Rodgers is still the quarterback in Green Bay. Um I don't know. Yeah, again, I, I guess we need to actually wait and see what the, the real numbers are. But uh, it's kind of funny, some of the talk that you saw around uh, kind of the money that he's been seeking. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was Greg Jennings who was mentioning that he had talked to him back when he was up for contract saying, like, hey, don't be that guy. Don't go chasing a huge bag. Um, <laughs> and now he's, he's like, trying to be the, the highest paid man in NFL history. Uh, so I, I found that kind of funny, but yeah, uh, apparently he's he's gonna go get his bag. I don't know how they're gonna be able to sign anybody else, and I'm sure that's just gonna devolve into more of him bitching to the media and anyone else who will listen about his lack of weapons. So that should be fun to watch play out because you know it's not just gonna be like oh I got paid and now I'm a I'm a happy guy. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I no, mean, he's 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 a malcontent. He's a well-known he's a Malcontent. Fu- he's a fucking legend. Like, you know, I'm not. I'm not gonna sit here and just like have a bash Aaron Rodgers sesh. But no, it, I, it, he's my favorite quarterback to watch. Like by far. It he's is just awesome. kind of funny watching like the, the the two sides of the coin kind of play out. Where he's like wanting all you know. You got to surround me with weapons. I need weapons. Or a I defense. Need weapons. It's either and, been one or the because the years <laughs> where he's had weapons, their defense has sucked. And uh, the years they've had a confident defense, like he's either had injuries or just frank, like not enough receivers to throw to. Uh, and if they're paying him that much, I don't know how they're gonna. And, gonna I mean, stack and, up either. and let me say, like, don't get me wrong. Other than Devontae Adams, a lot of times his receiving core is like basically the the Amazon warehouse night shift crew. It's like, underwhelming. It's they're they're guys that you would otherwise never hear of. Yeah, but. 
Yeah, I think it's uh, it's an interesting move trying, like, just lobbying for I want to be the highest paid guy ever, and Lord knows he deserves it. I mean, he's he's fucking amazing. But, yeah, it's it's kind of counterproductive considering what, what he's trying to do. But to that point, um, I think that there – I think that there are players who realize they can make enough money in endorsements that maybe they don't need to be paid the highest. I think it's going to be kind of hard for Aaron Rodgers to be picking up endorsements moving forward, given some of the he's limited himself, some of the things that he's hung his hat on, and some of the hills that he's chosen to die on. So maybe that plays into it too. There's uh, been some self-imposed limitations (laughs) as far as people people willing to publicly endorse him or have him endorse their product. Uh, but he's still he, the man's still getting sponsorship money without a doubt. So State Farm still got him. They do, I, I believe. Yeah, I don't think they dropped him. I'm not positive, but um, you touched on it a little bit, or you at least mentioned it. But Russell Wilson is going to the Broncos. Yep. Um, we found that out, and that's that's got to be exciting for for Donkeys fans out there. Um, Closest NFL city to God as PFT. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, that division is just insane at the quarterback position. Uh, you can, The way that you look at it now, it's like the worst quarterback in that division is Carr, and he's, yeah. he's good. Like, yeah. He's, he's a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he kind of gets, gets, you know, people talk shit every now and then about him, um, and it's not always about the fact that he appears to be wearing mascara. They talk about his quarterbacking ability, and – I mean, he's really good, though, and yeah. now he is easily the worst quarterback in that division, which is nuts. Yeah, which uh, most teams would take Derek Carr over their current situation. Yeah, absolutely. Without hesitation. Um, but, yeah, he uh, he is probably now, you can say, the, the worst quarterback in that division, which is uh, going to make for a lot of really fun games to watch next year. Um, don't know. I mean, it's. I didn't wa- I'll be honest, didn't watch the Broncos a ton this year. Um, but I mean, you have to think just adding Russ is going to make a a huge impact immediately. Uh, did you mention Carson Wentz yet? I have not mentioned Carson Wentz yet, but as a Cowboys fan, that made me really happy to see. Well, he was way better, I think, last year than people thought. I don't know that that's going to be like a continuing trend. Well, I'll say this. I think, I think he was serviceable. I think his statistics were... A little misleading. I think he had it was like twenty five touchdowns and six and only interceptions. Like, like four interceptions, which again is a little like his production. That's not necessarily telling of how productive he was. Just the fact that he didn't throw a lot of interceptions. But it is, it is a, a big improvement from where he was. Well, the, the it also just season. seems like every time I watched, he was throwing passes that not even the defense could catch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's Nobody. not the most accurate guy. Uh, he is a pretty likable dude, though. I watched a bit of the Hard Knocks um, in season with the Colts, and he seems like a pretty cool dude. So, I mean, it's similar to the Derek Carr thing. They both went even more than Carr, but they both came in like the first and second year and were like incredibly physically impressive. Uh, and so they kind of. They kind of, they kind of made you think that they were going to keep building on that and like get you know building getting exponentially Some guys better a little early. Yeah, and it's like not yet. Yeah, not everyone can make that adjustment and make a huge leap between year one and year two, year two and year three. And like we've seen Carr kind of figure it out. Like you said, now he's a he's a top ten quarterback in the league pretty safely. I think most teams would take him. 
you could probably debate that. I, I'm not going to sit here and try to name my top. Yeah, well, no, we to, won't do that. But he's he's a solid you, quarterback. But, yeah, he's uh, good. And then with Wentz, he was so good that rookie year. And then was that his second year that he gets hurt and falls wins the Super Bowl? That was year two, I think so. He is yeah. it looked like he was going to win the MVP. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think that was year two. And then I mean, just a huge decline. He leaves Philly. Um, does pretty good in Indy last year, but. Um, yeah. But but at the same time, there's a damn good reason they were looking to move on as quickly as possible. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I don't think he was ever going to be the long term play there. And the thing that the thing that cracks me up the most about this whole situation, as a Cowboys fan, who hates the Commanders now, um, it's not just the fact that we get to play Carson Wentz twice a year again, and I think it'll be more enjoyable than his previous stint in the NFC East, mm-hmm. but the commanders are picking up his full contract, the rest of it, and he, he's getting paid a fuck ton next year. And they gave away two two picks. I want to say it was like two third rounders. So they gave like they gave up a shit ton for him when when you look at it. So it's been really fun watching Washington fans kind of melt down today. Uh, it's it's been a really enjoyable day on the internet that kind of allows me to. Think about something other than the Cowboys' inability to be a football organization. Yeah, well, I mean, we talk about the Cowboys, like, Super Bowl drought. I think we may – episode one – We don't I have to get into this. No, we don't have to, but we you voiced your frustration <laughs> uh, in previous recordings and, and otherwise. <laughs> uh, the, the Washington Commanders football team, Redskins – don't, we don't say that. Um, their quarterback frustrations have probably spanned longer than the Cowboys' Super Bowl drive. Like they, it's almost Browns esque. It 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 might be worse than the Browns. Honestly, mm, maybe not that bad, but it's been pretty bad for a pretty long a time. A long time. Uh, and now, you know, who knows what's going to happen with Wentz? But man, you just. You just have to assume it's it's going to continue on the, on the path that it's been going, and I know that makes you happy internally. It does, but I mean, in that same vein, um, I'm sure everyone's been noticing all the talk around the Cowboys, and you know, it's looking now like we're either going to trade Amari Cooper away or just release him, which really pisses me off because he's like one of the only good things going on the team. Like I don't want. I don't want to make it sound like the Cowboys are a complete dumpster fire. Like, they were a pretty good team last year that just once again proved that they can't win in the postseason. But that getting ending, that ending was especially tough. Getting rid of Amari Cooper would infuriate me unless we just get some crazy return. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and now, especially talking about we want to pay Michael Gallup instead, our, our third string guy who is hurt a lot. Like, don't get me wrong, I like Michael Gallup. Yeah. Uh, I think he's a pretty good receiver, but that kind of shit very much upsets me. And now it also looks like we might be getting rid of Tank Lawrence as well, who's one of the best defensive ends in the entire NFL. So I don't get it. Like, I've tried to look at it through multiple different lenses and, and like, wrap my head around it, and I can't because nothing seems to make sense. Like, I get it that we're kind of in cap hell, but there are other ways to go about it rather than just getting rid of every good piece of your fucking roster. But yeah, it this this fucking franchise is 
and I, I tweet about it often, there are no redeeming factors about being a Cowboys fan. It's never fun. When it is fun, you know it's fleeting. It's it, it, It'll be gone just as fast as it got fun. And well, there's no end in sight to this misery. It's just one fucking thing after another until the Jones family just ceases to be a thing. Um, they, all, they all die. That bloodline runs dry. Yeah. Well, they, and, need to, they just need to stop having sons and... And maybe by the time I'm 85 years old, they'll be able to get over the hump. It's well, and I know it's a it, miserable existence. You, you guys have sort of conditioned yourself now to you're incapable of enjoying it or having fun because just having a good season, winning regular season games and winning divisional games should be fun. But the fact that you know what's going to happen, you you're looking down the road and you see the inevitable, and we right. watched it happen last year too. You can't enjoy. Those regular season wins, well, and, and the because you you know how it's ultimately going to yeah, end, and, and, and it the other, makes it worse. And the other part of that too is like we'll have a season that that most most franchises they'd look at it and they'd go, you know, that was a pretty good year. I'm I'm, pr- I'm pretty happy with how that turned out. We we didn't make it to the Super Bowl. We didn't make it to the NFC Championship. But you know, we had a good team. We got a lot coming back. Maybe we'll have a run next year. You can't do that as a Cowboys fan. It's been almost 30 fucking years since we've been in in an NFC playoff, like an NFC title game, let alone a Super Bowl. So after all those years and years of build up and let down and build up and let down, you no longer are able to, to step back and appreciate the good years and look forward to what's coming because you know it's just the same fucking crushing failure that it is every other year. So the bad consumes the good. Yeah, it's it's frustrating. I hope that somehow they they come to their senses and they hold on to to some good players. But I don't know, man. I, I'm not going to get my hopes up. I, I've learned not to do that as a Cowboys fan. And if I was a gambling man, um, a.k.a. Calvin Ridley, say, speaking of gambling, I man. would uh, I would bet on us to make the wrong call. But yeah, Calvin Ridley, uh, insane. I that came out of the clouds. I know. I t- just got an update on my phone, and uh, you know, the whole. I, I guess it it adds a little layer to the mental health thing. Like it seems like maybe that's what it actually. But from what we've heard, it was when he was already off the team, like on leave, kind of. Yeah, I'm. I, it seems unrelated. I think he just made sort of a. a, a a mindless mistake. I don't think he took time away from the game because he has like a crippling gambling addiction. I think <laughs> like he Michael just, Jordan. Yeah, like my, like Jordan. Yeah, Ridley, maybe he'll, maybe he'll pick up a baseball bat. Yeah, now. Ridley's gonna. We're gonna see Ridley playing for the Barons next year. He needs to change it up. He needs to like. He needs to try hockey or something. Boy, it's been a rough few months for Alabama receivers. Um, Rugs obviously we won't even get into that. Mm-hmm. Cooper's about to get dealt. Uh, Ridley's on his Pete Rose shit, and uh, yeah, that how that. I think I was just in the kitchen cleaning up, and my phone was sitting on the counter. And I, I you know, I glance at like ESPN alerts that come across the screen. I don't even read most of the articles or updates. And uh, I saw that one. I had to like double take, and uh, it was like Calvin Ridley suspended indefinitely, or right. suspended through the twenty twenty two season uh, for betting on games. I was like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> holy shit! Uh, and then yeah, you know, I hadn't even. Uh, 
football ended, I haven't really thought much about it. I had totally forgotten, you know, that he took a, took some time off there and didn't play out the season. Right. Um, yeah, he he played very few games this year, actually. Yeah, but he did. It's pretty wild, and I'm going to be honest, I think it was a little harsh, the, the punishment. Well, especially since there's no, like, it's indefinite. It's mm-hmm. at least one full season. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know the narrative is kind of going – to one of two different directions depending on who you are it's either yeah he deserves that much he's an idiot and he's hurting the image of the nfl by doing that he's putting uh-huh. a dent in the shield so uh-huh. to speak yeah. which i fucking hate that phrase yeah. um but on the other side of it people are saying like well you look at the suspensions that ray rice and uh you know uh, some of these other guys have gotten for domestic ab- abuse and, and things like that and I mean, that's kind of how I look at it, too. I mean, you, you've given these guys these slaps on the wrist, so to speak, and for him it's just like, we may let you come back. I don't know, though. I don't yeah. Know. I have to think about it and get back to you. Well, it's a very nuanced thing. It's very – it's difficult. The Ray Rice thing, like, yeah, it's easy to look at and be like, that's fucked. He only got two games. It was pretty much his career, though, because he never really played after that. Well, right. And yeah. um, I mean – that that was no it, it, no thanks to the NFL though. No, um, no, his official suspension was only what two games. Yeah, Big Ben back when all that should happen. What he appealed and got like three or four games. Um, so yeah, we've seen much more egregious uh, violations with far less uh, consequences handed out by the NFL. But I guess when you start thinking about it from the league standpoint. I mean, you and I bet on sports, too. I, I I have no moral qualms with it, obviously. And Ridley was away from his team. He, exactly. He, 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 had, he, he, had, he no, had no effect he, on the outcome. Right. He couldn't so have that, been throwing games That's why the pearl like clutching, I think, really – it just seems so ridiculous to me, like – even more so is that it, it wasn't like he was doing it while he was on the team. No, I think it's a He spe- was completely removed from it. And by the way, he had, he had an eight-team parlay – with the Falcons winning a game on yeah. it. I mean, the guy clearly doesn't bet a lot no, because he would yeah. know not to do that. One place any eight-team part. So it's not like you need to worry about, is he doing this while he's playing? Uh, clearly not because he. I feel like he would have probably learned a little bit better yeah, by that point. For sure. I think it was uh, the punishment was a bit of an example um, sentence handed down because – Again, I don't think it was it was kind of a harmless situation, uh, but from the league standpoint, and not that I necessarily agree with the length of the suspension, but I do get it. You can't let your players bet on games, like sure. It, I mean, it sets a it sets a horrific precedent but for sure. And then you're getting I, into a whole another can of worms. But um, I just I just feel like you got to take context into consider into consideration. Agreed. What now. he like, did, I don't think warrants. I feel like it. if you gave him even six, seven games, mm-hmm. that's obviously you're you're putting your foot down and you're saying no more of this shit. Like, yeah, don't do that again. For sure. That's seven seven game checks is a lot of fucking money. Yeah. Um, Tom Brady, I mean. So, yeah, we, I think it's harsh, and it looks a little tone deaf, especially considering all the – Gambling all partnerships the, they have. All the, yeah. yeah, all the dealings they've done with, with all of these gambling companies. Um, you know, you've kind of opened the door for it. But I, I guess they had to make make an example of somebody, and boy, did they. So, congrats to the Shield. Uh, I guess I guess they've totally 
ruined anyone's chance of, of anyone in the NFL's chance of actually placing bets. They, you know, good job, good on you. Um, Maintain integrity. Guys, I need to ask a serious question. Do you just hate having nice, relaxing poops totally ruined by getting shit on your hand? You tired of feeling like an animal who can't wipe its own stupid ass? Me too. That's why I exclusively use smudgies when it comes to wiping ass. They're unique, ultra-wide, firm TP and wipes ensure even the most wayward wipers don't smudge their fudge. Order today and use promo code CORN, that's C-O-R-N, for 30% off, and avoid the affliction known as poo palm. Smudgies. It's time to stop smudging your fudge. I think that's enough NFL talk for now. Uh, we covered most of the, the really noteworthy stuff. Um, back to baseball, because we, we have kind of been keeping up to date on that in previous uh, episodes. It seems like we're getting closer and closer to a deal, and we're starting to see some of the uh, some of the changes come out in real time. And the biggest ones um, are actually they they came out this week. Um, the, a couple rule changes. Um, first of all, it looks like the shift is done for at least for the the short term. I don't know if that's going to be something that they're just testing out, or if that's going to be. A forever thing, but I don't know. How do you feel about that? I think it's incredibly stupid. I think. See, I I think I it's incredibly stupid. It. I, dude, um, you should be able to line up, dude. If you want to put all nine people in center field, like that's on you. You're taking a risk, but um, you should not be able to limit defensive alignment. I think it's a little silly. Um, and I like I will say hitting a baseball is incredibly difficult. I think people like baseline observers don't understand just just how tough that is. That said, like if you're a professional hitter, man, and and people are playing you one way, playing your tendencies all the time, like you have to be able to adjust. And I and I get that. It's it's also it's just like saying it's not a perfect analogy, but it's just like all right, no more zone defense in basketball. Like this is stupid. You got to line up and play yeah. your man. And like. It's a, it's an it's an advantage. I know hitting is difficult as it like the pitcher has such a large advantage anyway that I guess you could argue tinkering with your defense and and moving people out of position gives an even greater advantage to the pitcher. Um, but like we've continued to cater to hitters like with every rule change that's been made pretty much. It's like hitting is so difficult. People want to see runs. Well, I think as they've seen averages decline the way they have, and with the advancement of analytics, you've seen the shift a lot more with a lot more guys. And I, the reason I'm not totally against it is because I like watching offensive baseball. Yeah. Um, And I do think that they've completely taken the bat out of several guys' hands and to your point, yes, you should be able to adjust as a major league hitter. But, yeah, it's – I want to see Joey Gallo hit a gapper every now and then. He'll 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 hit a hard line drive to the second baseman playing damn near the warning track. And you're like, well <laughs> – and I, I bring up Joey Gallo because he was, he was kind of the guy that uh, – he was, he was the major league player that really stepped up and said something about mm-hmm. the shift. And people really bashed him for it, but – I don't. I don't think what he said was that wrong. He didn't go as far as saying you should ban the shift. He just said you shouldn't be able to put so so many people in the outfield. Which, I I don't I don't fully disagree with that. Maybe. I think it kind of sucks. It it makes it it makes 
baseball a less viewable product to me. Yeah, and it is always goddamn that's frustrating when you're a, uh, your team's up to bat and you get a left-handed guy just rope one what looks like it's going to be a single either up the middle or in between the first and second baseman and they just have it played perfectly. It used to happen to Ortiz all the time. He would just he would just hit a laser right into the shift. Um and I, I know it's frustrating. I totally get it. And I like seeing runs scored, too. I mean, I wouldn't really be that upset if some of these ground outs and line outs were base hits because you can't, you know, align the defense a certain way. Um, but, you know, the other part of me is, like, don't hit into the shift. <laughs> you know, just, like, hit the ball somewhere else. And I, and I, Well, and a lot of people a lot of people say, okay, Joey Gallo, okay, other left-handed hitters and – you know, who are seeing these crazy shifts, just bunt on base then. And I don't disagree with that. Yeah. I think that he probably should bunt a lot more than he yeah. does. But I don't want to watch Joey Gallo bunt. I want to watch Joey Gallo swing yeah. like he's mad at the baseball. Mm-hmm. That's why I watch baseball. I don't, you know, I I get it. There is a, a part of the, the finesse and the, and the smarts of the sport that absolutely always needs to be in play. But that's ultimately not what fans show up to watch. They they want to watch dingers, and they want to watch guys get big hits and run the bases. And I think that with this, you are seeing a shift more towards that. And, again, I don't know that it's going to be a permanent move. I'd, I'd, be, I'd actually be a little bit surprised if it stuck around forever. But I think that it will lead to higher averages for, for some of those guys that oh, yeah. really face the shift a lot. I mean, you take a lot of at-bats in a season. Mm-hmm. And if you're a guy who gets shifted basically every at-bat with no one on base. Or even with, or even, him, e- even have, with runners on. you got two guys on base yeah. and they're still doing it. The only time they're not going to do it is like in a double-play situation. Right. Those those middle infielders are then going to pinch a little bit. But, um, yeah, you got to think like – 20 to 30 at least of those balls that are hitting to the shift would end up being base hits. Um, I think it's pretty obvious with the the decline that you're seeing in MLB viewership over time. Clearly their back is against the wall a little bit and they're, they're trying to figure out ways to make it a more viewable product. You know, they're another one of the rules that they're changing is they're adding a, a, uh, a pitch clock or yeah. a, a, a clock. Mm-hmm. It's almost a shot clock for the for the pitcher. And I've I got to say that's been a long time coming, too. Yeah. I, I have no problem with that rule. One thing um, I one thing I always thought was great about baseball, and it's part of why I'll argue it's the best sport, part of what was being so fun about, a pitch, about pitching, um, is that you completely control the pace of the game. That, that said... It's kind of like playing golf. You can still do that even with a pitch clock. Though. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like golfing, uh, uh, like where there are a lot of great golfers who take their time, um, but still work quick. They still play fast, and you know the people you talk to a lot of people who pl- like actually play higher level in golf. They say like you're you're supposed to play around quickly, like you don't want to drag it out. You want to work quick, and don't take a ton of time between shots. Um, but then you've also got the DeChambos of the world that'll slow it down for to sure. a snail's pace. For sure. Kevin and, and there are MLB pitchers who, 
and and baseball's so mental and pitching is so weird. It's it's so muscle memory and like routine. You have a lot of these guys who take a lot of time between pitches just because it's like their routine. Like they have sure. all these little checklists. They well, go, change okay. your fucking routine. Right. You're yeah. gonna have to adjust. And I haven't seen too much pushback on on the pitch clock. Uh, no, because it's well, it's not like a short. They're not like rushing these guys to throw the right. ball. It's like forty seconds or something between. Yeah, it's. To your point, there are some pretty good comparisons you can make. I I mean, it's just like the shot clock in basketball where, you know, you've got some teams like Alabama or some of these other, like, up-tempo, like, move the ball in transition and and try to score as quickly as possible. And then you've also got your Virginias that drag out the shot clock as long as they can, and they they try to slow the game down. And you will still have that in baseball. Mm -hmm. You'll still have the guys that are trying to quick pitch somebody and catch them off guard, and you'll have the guys that take their time and go through their routine. And, you know, nothing's going to change with that. It's just saying, like, hey, don't take so much fucking time. Like, there are still fans watching at home and in the ballpark, and we don't need – a five-hour affair here. Let's get it over. Yeah, with. I don't. I don't hate that rule. When I first saw it proposed, like years ago, <clears throat> and I think they did it what in spring training, or did they do it in the minors one year? A lot of it goes through like AAA first. Yeah. I don't know if this was the, the case there or what. When I first um, heard of a pitch clock, I was just like, my immediate reaction was to be very opposed to it. And then I think I saw the details, and it was like actually a pretty decent amount of time. It's not going to make the game right. weird or make the pitcher, like, rush. He's, he's got to sprint he's gonna, back yeah. to the <laughs> or, Yeah, or he's going to, like, he's got he's going through the signs and he just has to pick a pitch or else it's going to be, like, a balk or a ball. I do question how they're actually going to enforce it, though. Um, yeah, what's the penalty going to be? I don't know it, because, yeah. the, you know, they did this with the mound visit rule, and I haven't seen any teams uh, basically say, screw you, like, we're still going to do it. Yeah. Um, but – when they enforced the mound visit rule, I say they enforced. They didn't. Um, they had you. Ha- you have a limited amount. They, cre- of- they created it. They right. did not really they, enforce it. Right. Yeah. They have. You have a limited amount of mound visits from your manager. Um, but if you look at the rules, they have no way of enforcing it. None. There's nothing. There's nothing in place to actually say like this is what happens if you take too many mound visits. It's so, not very clear. I don't know if it's going to be the same thing there because I'll tell you what, if it is like that, I think the difference you'll see between the mound visits and the pitch clock is pitchers will say, uh, okay, there's nothing you can do to enforce it. I'm just going to do it anyway. Like I'll take my sweet ass time. Mm-hmm. And then you get around the whole. You get around the pitch clock. You can just have the catcher come out and do a mound because I think that was another thing too. It's like if the if uh, the pitching coach or manager didn't come out, like it wasn't an official mound visit. It was just right. the catcher talking to the pitcher, which is a mound visit. It, um, but I was the same way. I had the same reaction to uh, starting extra innings with a runner on second. I actually fucking hate that. I I hated the idea of it, and then. Um, once they put it into effect last year, I, I didn't think it was the worst thing ever. Are they going to stick with that, or have, have they announced? I don't know. I've not seen anything to where they're going to change that. Um, the thing that they're obviously trying to do is shorten the amount of innings that, that – Regular game season can, games. Yeah. That can, yeah. How many extra innings you can have. But I've seen people run the numbers and, like, the amount of games that go past, like, the 11th inning. Like, it's – so few of them like mm-hmm. it's such a tiny percentage mm-hmm. so how much is it actually changing i don't know but 
when you know, even though it's a 162 game season, or I guess this year, I don't know what it'll be. Um, I think it's, I think at this point, it's like it's going to be 140 something and counting. We're, we're looking at taking more off if they don't get some figured out quick. Um, it just it it does make a difference as far as like. Every game does matter when you're fighting for one of the toughest playoffs to get into in pro sports. Mm-hmm. But it really doesn't change things as much as they thought. So, I don't know. Um, I, th- I think any of these changes are better than juicing the baseball, which they kind of did, like, behind closed doors and, like, didn't tell anybody. But it was, like, very obvious. It was, like, a very poorly kept secret, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm all for more dingers. I got a siren going off here. Yeah, I wonder if that'll be picked up on the mic. Um, but yeah, I don't want to spend too much time on baseball. No, but people for people are probably asleep by this point. Yeah, but uh, I, we're hoping they'll get things figured out, and and a meeting of minds will occur, and they'll they'll figure it out. It looks like we're moving in that direction. Um, just to move on, though, um, I speaking of shocking news is. You know, we mentioned the the Calvin Ridley news just kind of hit us like a bag of bricks. Just came out of came out of the clouds. Another one that I just was not expecting and really just stopped me in my tracks. Will Wade and the LSU program. It was announced today that they are facing further NCAA violations. And who man, who the fucking thought? I who saw that coming? I sure didn't, man. I I, I figured strong ass offer himself would have probably learned his lesson by now. Yeah, um, you know, college basketball, well known. It's a dirty sport. Um, got a lot of programs who uh, rumors have surfaced. Uh, they've come out as fact. Other ones where a lot of things are insinuated. Yeah, Will Wade. Yeah, I, I always thought that guy was running a clean ship. Yeah, and it always seemed like it from the outside. Anyway, you look at him and you just you just see an upstanding citizen. Yeah, he see, totally doesn't have the face of just a fucking douchebag that you want to punch. No, he's a he's like a a, a lava lamp shaped boy scout. <laughs> just think of doing everything above board. Um, no, no. In all seriousness, Will Wade's a, a well known scumbag. Anything that any literally any report that comes out accusing LSU of anything, I like, I would believe it immediately. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. You, yeah, that one. Uh, when that came out today, I was like, a fucking course. Like, <laughs> no duh. Duh. It was like when the Sean Miller shit came out, or whoever else go down the list. I mean, he's a uh, he's he's totally a college basketball coach through and through. I'm sure uh, nothing will come of it, though, uh, as seems to be the case with every college basketball violation. Um, it's they've, t- they've taken so much fucking time. Like, all this stuff happened in 2017, and I realize, like, I oftentimes I think back, like, you see stuff. It's like, oh, this happened in 2017 or this happened in 2018. You're like, oh, that just happened. No, that was four years ago, almost five yeah. years ago. It's been a long fucking time coming. They still haven't. They they still haven't figured it out. We still don't know what what. Well, there were of, no. There was no punishment, if I recall correctly, from the strong ass offer situation. And well, I think there's been no punishment yet. Like they're taking so much fucking time trying to figure it out. Hold on. 
that out. And, and who knows? Maybe maybe they'll never announce any punishment. Maybe these guys will just get get off scot free. But um, perhaps it is all hearsay. Just the haters trying to bring down old Will. I will say the the NCAA has really instituted a, a CYA uh, with the whole NIL thing. I don't know how you can cheat now. I don't think it's possible. I don't know either. We he, talked. We talked about it a bit tonight. We we're talking about Jimbo getting fired up about the A and M situation. Yeah, vehemently denying any sort of of payment, which is not a. It's not a, a illegal now. No, it's not it's a violation. Not. Just, you just can, create an LLC. You can. You're yeah, good to go. You can do it very openly now, and he was still uh, de- defending himself. Um, but yeah, for real, we talked about it a little bit with Bruce Pearl, I think too. Um, I don't know how some of these guys are are ever going to get dinged with any sort of, of violation or NCAA penalty because um, you can just do it pretty openly now. So, And I, I don't know all the ins and outs. It sounds like there's going to be some ongoing legislation um, about all the NIL stuff, but uh, in the current environment, man, it's just the fucking Wild West. And uh, the Wild West is, is, is clearly being sheriffed by Will Wade. That guy. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking guy just can't can't stay out of trouble. But again, what kind of trouble is that actually going to bring? Um, moving right along, though, uh, I've got to today's edition of Today I Fucked Up because I just I love these so much, and I found a fucking doozy for this episode. Um, just the headline by itself c- could create. An hour-long discussion. Let's hear it. But uh, today's TIFU, Today I Fucked Up. Um, Today I Fucked Up, I thought all dudes observed the clean butt etiquette when they get BJs. And uh, My interest has peaked. (laughs) So let's just jump into it. I see a guy in my building to give him the occasional BJ when he's in the mood, but the women he's casually dating are all unavailable. First of all, that's a crazy relationship right there. I've, I've never met a woman like this before where she's just like, you look like you could use a nice BJ. Read right that now. sentence again. I see a guy in my building to give him the occasional BJ when he's in the mood, uh-huh. but the women he's casually dating are all unavailable. So, so okay. So when, okay, well, when, the, when he's not seeing Boothang, uh, I'll give him the occasional topper just to make him feel good. Yeah, well, this guy's really craving a beach. He's really, really. It's all fun and games, nothing serious. I go over, get on my knees, we both leave happy. I all right, I got to stop right there because I've I've seriously been under the impression for pretty much my entire adult life that for. Probably ninety nine percent of women, and maybe she just happens to be in the one percent. Mm-hmm. They don't really enjoy it that much, like giving blowjobs. It's yeah. just like I'm already skeptical because I'm not convinced this woman exists. Uh, <laughs> or be, it, or it's made is, up by the guy. She either, yeah, yeah, the guy I wrote this. But either, you can, when we get more into it, you will realize very quickly the guy definitely did not write this. All right, <laughs> just a beach enthusiast, just a a big time fan. Uh, so today, while giving him a very sloppy service, he decided yeah. to straddle my face and make me lick his ass. Super aggressive. Fuck yeah. Um, I mean, I have done it once or twice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just so many qualifying, <laughs> just add-ins. It's Dude, not- if, you're, if you're a neighborhood 
if you're a neighborhood throat goat, just like <laughs> just making the rounds, servicing the building, you've definitely given a, a you've given a rimmer or two, like without a doubt. That part doesn't surprise me. Carry on. Um, I mean, I've done it once or twice. It's not my first choice or second choice on the menu, but he seemed like he really wanted it. If, yeah, based on his actions, I'd say. <laughs> and I thought doing it would distract him from wanting to anal me. We've. <laughs> We verbalized anal. <laughs> God, this just gets better as you read it. Um, it would distract him from wanting to adle me as he had stealthily moved from squeezing my butt cheeks to fingering my butt during BJ. Okay. I was not ready for anal. She, was, she wasn't going to go that far. Not ready to get analed. So I let him squat over my face and plant his butt crack squarely on my face. Mm-hmm. I assumed all guys observed the clean butt etiquette when they get BJ's. The BJ to ball licking to taint licking to butt licking transition happens enough, as Ray Allen would confirm, um, that I assumed every guy cleans the entire pelvic region before a BJ session. I assumed incorrectly. I I screamed into his ass canyon, but my screams were muffled. This dude is not using smudgies. (laughs) For sure, nah. I got out from under him so fast, I didn't want to look at him. I didn't want to talk about it. I saw his tidy whitey on the floor as I left, looking down to avoid any eye contact, and noticed the skid marks. Oh, no. The sight of it made me puke a little acid bile in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> to top it off, on my way back to my unit, I had to I had to wear a face mask in the elevator, which only amplified the scent of his unclean ass. It was a no for me, dog. Zero out of ten. Do not recommend. Buddy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Man's, like, man's was just a mess around back. There's no, there's no respect there. And like, I, on one hand, like, of course not from the guy who's just getting random sloppy blowjobs from his neighbor. But you got, oh, you got to do a little better. That's yeah, fucking little gross. little housekeeping around back. Never hurt anybody. Especially, no. and it wasn't like discussed before, so she didn't have the opportunity to ask like. Well, did you take a shower before this? Like, did you make sure you wiped? Well, mm-hmm. he just planted it on her forehead. I was like, you're going to anal me right now. <laughs> uh, that, I mean, you'd think, yeah, you'd think if you're a guy who, who's into getting in a little little rim action, uh, you'd think you'd be, you'd be tidying up the old back stoop. But like that said, that said, if you're, if you're the, if you're this girl, if you're just the local Robin Hood, of, of the neighborhood, dude, just just sucking off every tenant, like giving rimmers at that. Like well, you got to be you fair. It sounds like it's the same guy. It sounds like it's t- Italy. well, or at yeah. least he's the only guy that she talks about. So I was gonna I say, I, with this one, I have a feeling he may not be the <laughs> only guy. But you got to know that's in the cards. They're both to blame. Um, but buddy, that's just a tough situation all around. Yeah, um, man. I'm I'm really glad I don't have any sort of like similar experience that I can tap into here, but no, our neighbors our neighbors are they suck. They would never do anything that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's got to be mortifying on all fronts though for both parties, because I'd like to think that the guy didn't realize how messy his his butt crack was, but I could be wrong. Maybe maybe he just didn't give a fuck. Maybe he just didn't care at all. But dude, that. Oh God! I'm just thinking about this poor woman just screaming into the muffled void, <laughs> just screaming into a gooch. 
Yeah. Uh, cr- oh, a crusty gooch at that. Well, I wonder if there will be another rendezvous, a, a, a bounce-back game from this guy. Yeah, you'd think if she has any sort of self-respect or gag reflex that she's got to probably she may, cut She may off. have one of those things, but not both. She's got to cut that relationship off, if you can call it that, and maybe move on to the next tenant because that's, that's revolting. Um, but, yeah, that was, that was today, today's TIFU. Um, I think that pretty much wraps up everything I had to talk about, unless you got anything else. No, I, uh, I think that's it. Um, All right. Yeah. Well, that's a wrap for today's episode of the break room boys. Um, we are slowly working towards actually releasing content. So hang in there and, uh, we'll talk soon. <laughs>